Welcome to the Dear Food Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Fixie, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. I want to open my show with your victories. I know you're having them because the Lord is good and he gives us the victory. So if you have a victory you'd like to celebrate in your journey to health, joy, and food freedom, please share that victory with me at Julia at OneStepToWellness.com. And I may just share it here to celebrate you, what God's doing in your life, and to encourage other listeners around the globe that he can and is working in their lives too. Let's talk about the wonderful gifts the Lord is giving us in the form of personal victories. Please share yours. I can't wait to hear them. Introducing the Dear Food Podcast with your host, Julia Fixie. Join me as I explore the complex relationship between food, emotions, and spirituality. If you struggle with overeating, weight gain, or food addiction, this podcast is for you. Episodes will feature practical tips, inspiring stories, and expert interviews to help you shatter food strongholds to achieve lasting health and joy. Without further delay, here is another episode of the Dear Food Podcast. Today, I'll share a victory from Jackie on Facebook who says, I love this book. I've been working it with two of my family members. The author has a podcast on Apple and Spotify, and it's great. Thank you, Jackie, and well done for working the book with others. It takes bravery to create a group and talk through the program in a group, but it is so rewarding. There's a lot of wisdom and experience when you involve others, along with being able to pray for each other, which truly makes a difference. Speaking of which, I would love to pray for you. If you'd like prayer, please email me at julia at onestepptowellness.com. Also, if you want more encouragement in your dear food journey and would like others to share the program with, meet other readers on our Facebook page at Dear Food Study. I'll put the link in the show notes. Come on over, introduce yourself, make a friend, and be encouraged in your dear food journey. Let's jump into today's topic. Chapter 6 in Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me, workbook one called I Think My Wheel of Life Has a Flat. It's okay if you don't have the book yet. You can find it on Amazon. I'll add the link in the show notes. Feel free to listen along even if you don't have the workbook or don't have the workbook with you at the moment. Let's open in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, today, as I look at different aspects of my life, I ask you to open my eyes to areas that might be causing me to eat more food than I need because I'm unhappy, need comfort, or I'm facing grief, disappointment, or another difficult emotion that's hard to identify or process. Let me also see where I can have gratitude. And thank you for the provision and goodness that you give me. Help me to take the data I discovered today and bring it to you so that together we can work towards a deeper satisfaction with life so I don't need to search for life satisfaction in food. In Jesus' name, amen. Full disclosure, I'm hungry a lot. In fact, if you caught me alone during the day, you might hear me say to my stomach, I know you're hungry. You're always hungry. And hello, tummy. It's not all about you today. You might be able to relate when I say that I can eat when it's time to eat and when it's not time to eat, when I'm hungry and when I'm not hungry, and then eat some more. I could graze or pound a plate of goodies all day long. For those of us who love food, we munch for many reasons, physical hunger being one, but there are countless other motivations to consume food that have absolutely nothing to do with nutrition or hunger. And so we find ourselves asking questions after we eat like, why do I eat so much extra and or unhealthy food even when I want to stop? And how did I end up binging again? 
The answers to these questions are as individual as the person searching for solutions, yet there are some common triggers that we're going to explore together today. Every meal or snack drops like a parachuter into our current life's state of affairs. It may fall on a peaceful meadow, a celebratory party, or a war zone. Due to the complex and fast-paced nature of daily living, we may or may not know exactly why we're eating. All we know is that we need to eat. To learn how to stop unhealthy eating patterns, a precious gift we can give ourselves is time. Time to consider our current situation and learn how life circumstances might be affecting our food consumption. For example, in one instance, you might know exactly why you're eating. It's 6 p.m. It's time for dinner and the family is sitting around the table. Let's eat. Or dinner may be layered with emotions due to an insensitive statement made by your spouse, a parent, roommate, or child. When you're hurt, disappointed, and facing a pile of dishes, suddenly one portion just isn't enough. On the other hand, dinner might be a festive occasion. Maybe you completed a demanding project at work and it's time to party. Celebration is a common reason to justify overeating. Something to consider. Even celebrations can be complicated with lesser-acknowledged, difficult emotions. Combine joy and deserving a reward with things like social anxiety, family togetherness, stress about tomorrow, and conflict at the dinner table. Voila! What started as a party turns into a field of emotional landmines that catapult us into food oblivion. Whatever your food terrain, the sneak attack nature of emotional eating is at times evident. Other times it's buried under a messy pile of emotional dirty laundry that we're too busy to sort. Yet, you can learn to land in any situation like a champion. You know the stance I mean. Whenever a hero falls out of the sky and lands on the ground, they crouch on one knee, fist to the ground, head up, in a proactive, ready-for-anything, mental and physical position of power and strength. We can take this visual model of readiness into our eating events. But how? Like any hero, you're going to need some time in the tactical room with your commander-in-chief, Jesus, to examine the situation and get your instructions. Exploring our current life landscape before landing can help us identify danger zones. When we understand what exactly we are facing, we are more clearly able to see what situations are causing the emotions that push us to eat outside of our healthy eating plan. Let's look at some of those life situations together using the Wheel of Life. The Wheel of Life is credited to Paul J. Meyer and the Wellness Wheel to Dr. Bill Hetler. I've adapted the concepts for the purposes of this material. The Wellness Wheel or Wheel of Life is a circle divided into pie-shaped pieces, each representing a part of life that affects your feelings of well-being. We'll break down the following categories of your life landscape and rate your current satisfaction with each area. Let's take a look at the life categories on the wellness wheel of life. First, physical environment. This is your current living situation. Family life, your family relationships and how they might be affecting your satisfaction with life. Spiritual well-being, your spiritual growth, church life, and your relationship with God. Mental health, your current mental well-being and mental health. This may mean an actual diagnosis, but it also can include a mental state, such as stressed, joyful, afraid, or burdened. Friendships, your current friendships. Personal development, this is your satisfaction with your current state of personal growth, such as education. Personal development may also incorporate a wide variety of learning opportunities and avenues, such as learning a language online, 
or listening to informative podcasts, for example. Love and relationships. This is your romantic relationships and or marriage. Physical health. Your satisfaction with the physical health of your body. Fun, hobbies, and recreation. This is your satisfaction regarding opportunities to do pleasurable activities for fun. Just for fun. Money and finances. Your financial situation, including but not limited to savings, earnings, debt, spending, cash, etc. Career and job. This is what you do for work. You may be a court reporter, caregiver, parent, or cook. Career and job doesn't necessarily imply compensation. Parenting is a full-time job without a paycheck. So each pie piece in the wheel has a rating system, which is 1 to 10. 10 being that you're very satisfied with that part of your life and one in the center, meaning you're not at all satisfied with that part of your life. As you fill out the wellness wheel and rate how satisfied you are with areas in your life, you'll notice that some sides of your wheel dip in towards one and others pop out toward 10. This is perfectly normal. For example, if you're a mom raising small children, your home and family life might be rated as a nine, but your meaningful friendships might be lower because you're spending so much time at home. The lack of meaningful friendships might leave you lonely, which might be a feeling that you soothe with food. It's perfectly normal to have seasons of life that lean towards friendships and seasons that lean towards family. One may pull time and satisfaction from the other in different seasons. See how that works? I'll give you another example. You may be going to school and paying a high tuition to get your degree. As a result, your personal development rating might be high, but your money and finances might be low in satisfaction because you're having a hard time making ends meet. When it's time to pay the bills, you may have anxiety and eat more crunchy chips than you wanted because, well, you're feeling financially insecure. But once you get your degree and your job, your financial security number will get a boost. If you have the worksheet from Workbook 1, page 129, take some time to fill out your wheel of life and consider two things. What area of your life is high in satisfaction? Take a moment to thank God for the areas in your life that are going well. None of us have perfectly tens all the way around full wheel of life. All of our wheels fluctuate throughout the years. Stop today and be thankful for the areas in your life that are going well. Next, in the areas of your life that you ranked lower, what feelings do you have about these lower rankings that might be driving you to overeat? It's easy to believe the lie that eating unhealthy food in unhealthy ways improves our life. The truth is, emotional eating might make us feel better in the moment, but it can't fix a flat on our wheel of life. Food can fill our stomachs, but food can't actually take a number two on the wheel and increase it to a three, or from a six to a seven. But you and the Lord can. So what small action, besides eating, can you take today that will make you feel better and pump up a lower category on your wheel of life? For example, if hobbies is low, take a small step to... Fill up a flat tire on a bike so that you can ride your bike again soon. Whatever you decide to do, make sure it's a simple first step that you can do and write the action step down. Way to go. You're doing the work to actually improve your life in a way emotional eating can never do. You should definitely take a victory lap. Want to know more about a victory lap? Check out the Dear Food Podcast, Episode 8. Well done. Let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, life has its ups and downs, and sometimes our wheel of life has a flat. Will you comfort us in our frustrations and trials and help us to increase our life satisfaction in areas that need a boost? Lord, will you remind us that 
Food has no power to change our life for the better, but you do. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, we've covered a lot today. Identifying life situations that might be driving you to eat more than you want is a huge victory because now you can find ways other than unhealthy eating to boost your life satisfaction. This is fantastic. Please record your victories. Why not get a journal just for your victories? If you want, you can print up victory journal pages in the resources section of my website at www.onestep2wellness.com. How will you celebrate what you did today to grow your health, wellness, joy, and journey to food freedom? I'd like to suggest going out and buying a small flower for your home or garden to remind you how much you've grown and to keep on growing. You are beautiful. Your goal to be healthier is important, and Jesus loves you and deeply wants to help you in your journey to food freedom. If you've enjoyed this episode, will you please share a positive review either on this platform or of Dear Food Workbook One on Amazon? I'll put a quick link in the show notes to leave your life-changing review on Amazon. Why life-changing? Because your positive review of Dear Food Workbook One can change someone's life dramatically by providing the reassurance and encouragement they need to take the next step to food freedom by starting the program and joining the Dear Food family. Thank you for being here. Thank you for blessing me and the Dear Food community. I'll see you next time. Until then, may we be food faithful together. Thanks for listening to the Dear Food Podcast with your host, Julia Fixie. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms to never miss an episode. And if you're struggling with food and seeking lasting health and joy, be sure to grab a copy of Dear Food, I Love You, I Hate You, Don't Leave Me, available on Amazon. Join our community and get involved by visiting our website and signing up for our newsletter. Let's break food strongholds together.